Hello, deadly people. Welcome to Rising, Thriving, and Vibing Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Tipwin, a digital creator, entrepreneur, and a deadly auntie. This show is about healing, humor, and deadly vibes. Here to rise, thrive, and vibe together. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. Hope you all are doing great. Hope you all are doing deadly. It's a beautiful day to be Indigenous. All right. So today I want to talk about alcoholism, me and my sobriety journey. I'm going to talk about the urge to act up and be anti-toxic, plus dealing with temptations, especially as the weather changes, the season changes, just making me feel some type of way. Before we get started, I'm going to ask my main question that I always ask. How are you healing today? For me, I'm healing by resting. So right now I'm sick, as you can tell by my voice. I am not feeling the greatest. I waited. I tried to wait it out um, because my voice sounded way worse like a couple days ago. It's been a week now of me being sick, so... I've been waiting it out. <laughs> Tomorrow's posting day for the podcast. I took a lot of medication, indigenous medication, to try, you know, heal up the voice so I can get started on recording. <clears throat> Resting. <laughs> and rest is hard for me because I'm so used to being busy. I'm so used to being productive. But I also need to learn how to rest because that's important. That's healthy. It's a healthy thing to do. And it's also good for you. I also meditated this morning. I set my alarm for 7.30 because I'm not used to getting up early anymore. (laughs) I used to get up at like 5 a.m., start my mornings, get my routines done, then I'll go to my 9 to 5. But schedule has changed and I'll be creating a whole new schedule for my podcasting, my streaming times, and, you know, just being a digital creator because this is a lot But I'm growing, you know. I started from the bottom. I'm making my way to the top. Or I'm making my way up. (laughs) I also want to update on my 75 hard. So I did start it with 75 hard. Then I transitioned to 75 soft because of me getting sick, low energy. And I just couldn't do it. I couldn't go outside and do that workout because I'm allergic to dust. And there's so much dust that one day. Then turned into a snowstorm. It was crazy weather that day. So I was like, all right, let's move to 75 soft. I'm still good with my routines. I read, I exercise at home if I don't want to go outside. I drink my four liters of water and I still don't eat popper chips. So I'm doing pretty good there. It's just actually getting motivated to get the hell up and actually and do this shit that I have to do. Okay, enough about that segment. Let's get started with the episode. Today's episode is about my sobriety journey, wanting to act up and be anti-toxic, plus dealing with my temptations. So one of the questions that came to me was, why did I start drinking? I grew up around alcoholism, especially in the reserves. I seen my family drink, I seen friends drink and their parents drink. It was an all-around thing in the reserve. That was my normal. People just drinking and, you know, me growing up with alcohol. I probably started drinking when 
I was in high school. I remember going to um, a high school party where <laughs> there was alcohol and I picked up as well. And that's when I started drinking, I'm pretty sure. I started back when I was in high school. I don't even remember the age. It was like, what, grade, uh, grade, like, eight, nine? I think it was around there. Or I'm not even too sure. I don't know. I was young, though. <laughs> I was, I was young. So from then on, that's when I started drinking. And it led me to drink until I was, how old was I? Damn, I was 24 turning 25, so that's when I stopped drinking. That's when I quit drinking, actually. I am 26 now, and I'll be turning 27 this year. So that's that's a big difference for me. I drank until I was 24, till I turned 25. So that was the end of the year. My birthday is in December, so I had three months of being sober in my 24th year. I started drinking because that was my normal, that's what I seen. So I was influenced to start. But as I grew older and older, I started to drink to numb the pain, to numb my trauma, to numb my unhealed wounds that I didn't want to talk about. So I drank. I didn't want to feel. I drank. If I was going through a shitty situation in my relationship, I drank. If I wanted to have fun, I drank. That's where it started to change for me as I grew. I was the legal age. I was able to go out. I was living in the city. So while I, that's what I did. I hung out around people that drank all the time. I was, you know, taking along with them. I was part of that drinking group. <laughs> Actually thinking about it, just, damn, I never realized how I, you know, didn't deal with my own trauma. How much I coped negatively. Or how much I coped un in an unhealthy way. And that was by drinking. Then I drank and I drank. Then... I finally made the change to better myself, to deal with my shit, to get through it, to talk about it. I even went to therapy. Man, my life changed so much from when I quit. And I'll just, I'll get into that. So why did I quit? I quit drinking alcohol because I noticed that it was a repetitive pattern. I was really, I was getting sick of it, I remember that. I was like, why can't we do anything else other than, you know, just go out to a bar every weekend or go drink every other weekday? Like, why can't we just, you know, go do something else, go to the lake, go do something sober? And I didn't have friends that were like that. I had friends that were into the drinking phase and that's all they wanted to do. So I joined them until, until 2020 was around, like it was the beginning of the year of 2020. I went out with my friends and they also brought along one of their friends where we came back to my house and I got assaulted. I was unconscious. I remember at the when I told my friends I was like, I want you guys to sleep in my bed. I don't want this person in my bed or anywhere near me. But I woke up to him laying next to me. I woke up to my friend saying that I was making noises in my room. I even woke up with a hickey on my neck, with no memory of anything. And that was really shitty, because I lost friends that day. I knew I couldn't trust them. I didn't feel safe around them. And the shitty thing was, they continued to hang out with that person. And he was a known predator to the indigenous community that I didn't even know. He preyed on 
on minors. He preyed on vulnerable women, and I was one of them. So from then on, like, I knew I was drinking to not feel the pain, to be numb, to actually not feel the emotions. I felt guilt. I felt shame because this happened again. I didn't have any control of it. So I was going through all that shit. I knew I was slowing down though, because I was like, this is too much. How can my friends keep hanging out with the person who assaulted me? How can they keep drinking with him? Like, what does it have to take for them to actually stop? So I slowly distanced myself from them. I distanced myself from the drinking crowd, you know, started to not hang out in that environment. By the end of 2020, at the end of the year, that that's when I started 75 Hard. That's when I started my journey of, you know, quitting alcohol. I had no intention that I was going to quit, but I knew I wanted to complete that challenge. I did it for 75 days. I didn't drink alcohol, and it was hard, because that was my go-to coping mechanism. I was dealing with my emotions. I didn't really know how to deal with them. And with me doing that 75 hard challenge, I didn't hang out with my best friends anymore. I never got invited out. I was never, you know, given that text to check on me. Nothing like that. And it's, it sucked because I grew up with these people. And I thought that actually meant something. I just have so much anger towards them. Like even this year, 2022, I'm finally healing. I'm finally dealing with the, the abuse that I went through two years ago. I'm finally able to share about it. You know, even me sharing through this podcast, that's it's pretty brave of me, very courageous of me. And I'm proud because I'm speaking my truth. And that's like, you know, one of the reasons why I quit alcohol as well, because I went through that situation, especially with my best friends who showed me that they weren't actually friends. But I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, they showed their true colors. And once I quit alcohol, I was alone. I was doing this alone. It was crazy. I remember even trying to communicate with my ex-friends, like, how I felt, what happened, and, you know, how disappointed I was. And I didn't get a response. I got left on red. No response is a response still. So I took that. And I left it. I'm like, okay, well, let me start slowly disassociating myself from everyone else. And I did. It was so hard because I was dealing with my unhealed trauma. I was dealing with, you know, leaving that environment. I was dealing with you know, grieving from my old friends because I was alone. And I didn't have any coping mechanisms to use. Wow. Just thinking about it now, as I grew so much about, like, you know, why I quit. I usually get questions like, how do you quit drinking? Then I let say it, like, what's your why? Why are you quitting? Why do you want to quit? And that's my why. That's why I don't want to drink again. Okay, last question. How is your life different from before than it is now being alcohol-free? So for me, heck yeah, my life was different from before than it is now. From before when I was drinking, I was in survival mode. That's how I coped. 
I lived a very toxic lifestyle and I'll be sharing it through, you know, future episodes anyways as we go along this journey. I remember always complaining and saying like why why are these things why are why are these things happening to me especially when I'm in like situations. I complained a lot. I was judgmental, I was toxic. But when you're around that environment, that's your normal. So that was my normal. But when I got sober, it was a whole new reality for me. I didn't know what was healthy. I didn't know what was normal or, you know, what wasn't toxic. So me adjusting to that lifestyle, learning how to have fun, learning how to live life without alcohol was so much different than before. Good things start to happen when I got sober, especially in like a really short period. I got physically active. I was at my healthiest. I created new mindsets. I created routines. I remember so focused on creating healthy habits like when I first quit because I knew I had to have something there to, you know, replace what I was always doing. So I created habits. I introduced new things to do, new things to try. I was learning how to be alone, like officially being alone, like no friends, no partner, no nothing. And I was healing from that. It was it's crazy how much has changed, but it was for the good. I learned how to cope without using alcohol. I learned how to talk about my shit. I learned how to communicate. Well, I'm still improving on my communication, but it improved a lot from before. And I was I went to therapy. I talked about stuff I haven't talked about. And being in therapy has helped a lot, especially transitioning from being a, you know, living that alcohol, alcoholic lifestyle, that toxic lifestyle to being better me, being healthy. I created a platform too. When I first started 75 Hard back in 2020, I started on Instagram. I started posting consistently. Then, you know, as I mentioned in my other episode, that that's where I grew. Like, I, I moved to TikTok there a couple of months after being on Instagram. Then I moved to TikTok. I created a platform. I wanted to create, like, a safe space for survivors, especially when they're silent. Because I know what it's like to be silent. And I kept that secret for years, especially being a kid. I had that my TikTok platform. It kept me busy. And it still keeps me busy, especially with dealing temptations now. I want to share about my temptations and how I've been dealing with them. So since the snow is melting, the weather's getting warmer, I just feel like acting up. And what I mean and what I mean by acting up is to go back to my toxic ways, basically. There's no really other way to describe it. So just to go back to my toxic ways, to, you know, have a drink. But then I'm like, I can't have a drink. I would always want more. So that's what I mean by act up. (laughs) It's the toxic ways. Old me. Old me ways. (laughs) But for real though, it's crazy how this weather can just make you feel some type of way. But I get through the temptations by... I have fake beer available for me. That was my go-to drink before was beer. Now I have non-alcoholic beer, so I've been trying different ones, you know, just picking up from Walmart. But I know there's more out there that I do want to eventually try. Um, so, like, the what has helped for me was, you know, having that fake alcohol, <laughs> that non-alcoholic beverage, because I enjoy the taste. I don't know. It's different for me. <laughs> but 
I do want to try different non-alcoholic beverages for the future. Maybe try review them in a different video. We'll see. It's, you know, I'm still adjusting to this non-alcohol lifestyle. I really enjoy it. But that's what I've been using. Um, what else has helped with the temptations? Thinking about my why. Like, why did I quit? Why am I living that sober life? So I think about that. And just trying to find different highs, basically. Enjoying Mother Nature by going for walks. Because I do need that walk. I need to be outside. I do enjoy outdoors. It just It's a whole other vibe out there. Um, I hang out with other people that don't drink. Or if I do want to go like out and about, I'll just hit up my sister and be like, yo, let's go over here. And she will. <laughs> Being surrounded by deadly people on social media is where they're living that same journey as I am. And it just it makes a big difference when you surround yourself by sober people by inspiring people, by people that help you grow. It's a different vibe out here and I, I'm loving the journey and I'm loving to like, I'm loving sharing it as well. So thank you all for you know listening to making it this far. So how I'm gonna end off is I'm gonna do my Cree segment. I'm so excited. I don't know how this is gonna go, but this is my first time. I have my theme jar with me as I explained on my TikTok platform about you know what the whole purpose of me bringing Cree word of the week to my podcast it's all on there if you want to check it out at rising thriving and vibing podcast on tiktok or instagram if you haven't seen it so feel free to check it out i'm gonna get started and you know let's let's see how it goes okay so i asked my tiktok following and my instagram following about what theme that they want for this week's episode and the theme that was chosen was command words. So I have four themes, which are command words, adult-only words, weather, and number and money. So those are my four themes right now. It'll eventually change as we go on through this podcast journey. But right now, I have commands. So I have the... It's in a mason jar. It's labeled. I love organizing and... You know labeling my stuff <laughs> so I thought this was a very fun way of how I can engage with my audience and how it's creative for me I love organizing so I'm gonna just shake this up and see what word we're gonna learn today so how I would originally started on my Cree word of the week videos is I'd introduce myself then I'd say the Cree words so dancing nitotimak kisha nitsigasun that translates to, hello friends, my name is Keisha, I speak little Cree, and I'm learning Cree. That was my whole introduction through my a year and some of posting Cree Word of the Week on my TikTok. But now, I think it'll change as we go along this journey. Okay, it's all shaken up. Let's get to it. Okay. Oh, that's just me removing the, the lid. Sorry. Okay, hear that? Cree word of the week. I love this new strategy. I love this new thing. So I'm picking one out from the mason jar and I got one right now. Okay, I'm unraveling it. <clears throat> I knew I was going to get this one. I knew it. So the Cree word of the week is nipa. 
nipa. It means sleep. So this word is said to one person. The word changes along as you say it to other people, say it including yourself, and so on. So I'm learning right now, but to saying it to more than one person is nipak, nipak. And to say it including yourself is nipa dan, nipa dan. Let's sleep together. Whew! I thought I was gonna get a hard word. I put some hard words in there too, like that to help with my pronunciation, but I know sleep and I know how to pronounce it, so it was good. It was a good one. I'm excited to pull out more words as we learn together. We just learned how to say sleep or go to sleep in three different ways. So that's three different ways on how to say it to a person or people. And it changes along as we go. Um, I'll just have to mention that as well. Thank you all for listening. I also want to reference the book that I was using. It's called Cree Language of the Plains by Jean Okamasis. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not too sure if I'm saying it right. So thank you all. Have a great day. Thank you to those that listen. I appreciate you all. If you want to stay updated, please give a follow at Rising, Thriving, and Vibing Podcasts on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Stay deadly, and I'll catch you all on the next episode.